I love that we live in a modern society where people who would have died are now being saved yeah. to live another yeah. day. Okay. So yeah. these sections yeah. are necessary. Sometimes inductions are necessary. Sometimes medications, whatever are necessary, but a lot of times they are not. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of obstetric violence during labor and delivery. There's a lot of unnecessary interventions that are being done that are then setting up for feeding failure. Well, I mean, I heard a story where a doctor just wanted to get to his tea time. Yes. So he's like, can we just get this done and switch to a C-section, yes. please? I have, and you're like, I have heard traumatized women where the root <laughs> of their feeding issues is their undealt with trauma from labor and delivery. Yeah. And it's a lot another, of another uh, topic. You could spend two hours just on that conversation. Yeah. You're coming on again, by the way, but you don't know it yet. You Perfect. But yeah, a lot of it is. They're come, babies are coming out. They're being, they were, you know, forced through a C-section, forced birth. Um, the woman wasn't supported during her labor and delivery. Baby's being suctioned, taken away from mom. They're, they're not being held. I mean, it's a, it's a whole conversation in itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's then setting them up for difficulties with feeding, right? Like lots of IV fluids. You, you go through a 48-hour induction mm-hmm. where you're not allowed to eat or drink because you might go into C-section. That's going to set you up for difficulties with milk supply because your body's like, what the fuck? I'm so Because you're dry. You're dehydrated, right? Yeah. Right. So, okay. Got it. So there's got a it, lot of it. things that, so I like to prepare my families for what to expect and then prime them of if you're having these medical interventions, know that right. it might take longer for your milk to transition. You might not see colostrum right away because it's there. And when we hand express, we're like, you got milk. So when you're not seeing it in the hospital, now you know why, and then setting you up for what to do, how to start hand expressing, how to start pumping, how to get the baby fed to then hopefully get you through that to where your body can kick in once it's recovered. So natural scenario, you have a kid, you're going into labor. Let's let's talk like natural, like vag birth for a sec, like natural, normal scenario would be baby pops out. Cool, cool. No interventions. You're good. They're good. Baby gets put on your bod. Yeah. You leave that baby alone. So now yeah. what, what should happen? Baby <laughs> pops out. Assistance from hands, your hands. Baby comes up on your chest and you leave them. You don't weigh them. You don't dry them. You put a towel over them. You leave the umbilical cord until it stops pulsing. I'm all for right. delayed cord clamping. And then babies will go through this. Like they come out and they're just in this like quiet awake state. And then they go through these stereotypical movements where after a certain amount of time, they will actually crawl to the breast. They find it yeah. by smell. Yeah. They use baby their army hands. Crawl. Yeah. They baby army crawl. It's why they kick and step. Like we see all Nova these like, did that. it's a pandemic baby. Look, they can walk. And you're like, no, that's primitive infant reflexes so that they yeah. can walk to the yeah. breast. But okay. We, Nova did that. And Ryan and I were like, yes we're like army baby yes. <laughs> like it was so creepy and cool yes anyway. <laughs> that's what they should do all of their reflexes are designed to get them to feed because if they don't feed they die 100 percent. because they're little amoebas right. that are like here i am feed me yeah 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 wow okay so then they crawl to the breast they use their hands because your nipple actually feels like their tongue okay right like if you look at your tongue and your nipple they feel similar right yeah they're, it's a dark target right they can see the contrast so they see breast tissue versus nipple tissue they'll use their little hands and find it and then they'll latch so if you 
Google or YouTube World Health Organization, the global health media. Mm-hmm. Global health media has videos of babies doing the breast crawl and it's yeah, the yeah. coolest thing. It is cool. And then I have a class called Fed where it's my prenatal breastfeeding class and you actually get to watch my breast crawl. So I had mine taped. So it's my second army crawling and latching. Your second baby? My second baby, yeah. Amazing. Um, I recorded her at birth doing the breast crawl and doing that first latch. And then my that oh, awesome. whole video is me teaching prenatal breastfeeding with my second. So it's me yeah. showing how to latch in different positions with my second when she's like five days old. Yeah. I think I saw it. I creeped you so hard. Like after I met you and then also like when I met you, I was like deep down in the rabbit hole of like Julie and like LA lactation and just like babes on boobs, but all the other stuff that you teach. Like you're amazing. And your energy, you guys, I really, I, I really want everyone to meet Julie like in the flesh. She's like this like amazing ethereal like powerhouse goddess like I'm sure you can pick that up even when we're talking but like when you meet her you're like okay awesome and then she's like in and out she's like cool cool like not in and out like a burger stand like she takes her time and explains things to you and you're just like cool okay bye and you're like great yeah you're awesome and like you okay so that's like natural normal like epic moments that like some people have gone through yeah and then if there's like like you said the wording is so aggressive but it makes sense like traumatic births even though they could just be like an an induction or whatnot what slows the process there like what do you i mean i don't even know how to really ask this because i've never been through it but like what um what happens there to like the babe the babe would come out and then there's like just more hands touching it as opposed to the mom immediately? It depends on the situation, right? Like, obviously, I get if you have a baby that's swallowed meconium, that's very dangerous. Meconium right. operation, it's where they're 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 not supposed to poop until after they're born. And if yes. you poop in utero and they swallow that and it goes into their lungs, that's tarry poop in their lungs. That means they can't breathe well. So I right. get it if you have a medi- true medical, medical emergency where you need to suction the baby to get that out, all of right. that kind of stuff. But you have to think about it. Our babies instinctively, they they know that when they're born, they should come out and their first oral experience should be their mother's nipple. And that imprints, we're talking, we're mammals, it imprints on them oral experience. So if the very first oral experience they have is being deep suction, deep throated yeah. with a suction, yeah. that's their first imprinting on feeding. Oh, right. So it could like do something in their little circuit. That's yeah, like yeah, that right, right, right. Something in my mouth is not cool. I don't mm-hmm, want that. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. often paired with like them being taken from their mom and wiped down and footprinted and weighed and all that kind of stuff. Right. So we that we can kind happen of later. From that every hospital is yeah. different. You're talking of like there's a lot of hospitals that are very baby friendly where they do the birth, they leave the baby, they won't touch the baby until after the first latch. Mm -hmm. But then there's other hospitals that are old school that will do, they'll take the baby, cut the cord right away, take them away, weigh them, dry them, imprint that, you know, footprint, put the band on and then bring the baby back to mom, wheel her back to delivery and then help her latch. 
How do you know that that's your baby that they're bringing back? Yeah, it should be done. In <laughs> I'm an actor, room. man. Like the horror movie scenarios after that thought, I was just like, <gasps> yeah. Well, and we have come a long way, right? Like I love, I yeah. love to go down the internet <laughs> rabbit hole of all these stories. So I like to read yeah. those. Like my baby was switched at birth, and it's usually not, they're in a nursery. The baby's taken yeah. to the nursery, and then they accidentally get. So I love that stuff. Amazing. Me too. But yeah, it really depends on your hospital, your nurse, your physician, how long that physician's been there, whether it's a weekend or a holiday. I mean, there's so many factors that go into that. But that is why I worked in a hospital 13 yeah. years. I worked on postpartum. I worked in NICU. That's why I birthed out of hospital with midwives. Okay. So segue to exactly what I wanted to talk to. What if you don't do hospital? Yeah. What if you do birth center or a home birth? Are you seeing differences in those arenas? Yes, I see a much higher, honestly, a much higher breastfeeding rate um, from midwife births. Okay. Just because they are, there's less medication, there's less intervention. Um, the midwives do tend to be much more lactation supportive. They will call me at like 12 hours old and be like, Hey, I think we have a tongue tie. Things aren't going well. Can you come today, tomorrow, the next day? Wow. Where we're managing things much differently, more hands-on. Okay. Um, I love the midwives in my area because they are very skilled and trained at what they do. And if they need to transfer, they will take a patient to the hospital. So it's that blended world of you have the hands-off care and when it's needed, they know when to then transfer. And so for everyone listening, if you don't really know the terminology yet because you haven't been through like popping out a baby or whatnot, a transfer is pretty much what would happen, I would say, and Julie, help me out here, if there is um, a, a a really like intense need for medical care if you're doing like an at-home birth or like a birthing center birth and like either mom in her birth plan wants to tap out and like go to the hospital yeah. that's one of the things i was told or if like they literally need you guys both in the hospital because yeah. there is like i don't i don't want to think about it but like low heartbeat yeah. or like think or too much bleeding so things where you really need a doctor to come in um so that's what that means and that's where you need to really know your midwife right like i chose yeah. birth centers the first birth center that i went to with my first was across the street from one of the most major hospitals in la so my husband awesome. but my husband was in film and tv he's a producer yeah. and he's so, like what so do you mean he's like not, not around a hospital yeah. he's like what do you mean and i'm like yeah. I, I know i'm like i know this world you don't want this world you want you want out of hospital, but he felt comfortable Ooh. because he could see the hospital from the door. If something were to go down, if something were to go down, you're like transfer in five seconds. Yeah. 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 That's amazing to know. And then my second one, our midwife was also a certified nurse midwife who had privileges at the local hospital. As in, um, if we were to need to transfer for an emergency, she could be present in the OR for an emergency C-section oh, that need to rise. Right. So do your research. If you're going to birth out of hospital. Right. Um, if you're going to birth either birth center or home, do your research, know your midwife, feel comfortable with your midwife, oh God, yeah. feel comfortable with how many babies they've delivered, their transfer rate, all that kind of good stuff. Oh, yeah. And I felt very comfortable and confident with all of my midwives. Hi there. Thanks for tuning into this highlight with me. My name is Alicia Rotaru and I am the host of You Did It, the podcast. And if you want to hear the full episode of this little highlight, you can find it on my episode list of You Did It, the podcast and download it, share it, rate it and review it because I love what I do and I can't wait to bring you more exciting conversations. Thanks for listening and catch you on the next episode. You did it. Ha, 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 ha.